You're listening to audio provided by Valleydale Church. To find more resources or to donate to this ministry, please check out valleydale.org. Was this after you got here and all the power went out on Sunday morning? I forget. I think somebody like ran a car into the transformer down the road. Huh. And I don't think I was here. Were you there that day, Pike? I I think we were in the middle of winding the lamb. Um, maybe that was the judgment of the Lord. He might not like that song very much. But I just remember screaming at the top of my lungs so everybody could hear me. I was like, all y'all that have been whining about how loud the music is finally got your wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But then we finished the song acoustic. And yeah, we finished it up. Yeah. And well, it was Mike just such on. a... Bri- I mean, it didn't. That's not a... Give me another story. What's another crazy tech story? We're talking about this because the light, we had a lighting snafu yesterday. Was that the second service or the first service? service. It was only in the first service. Well, we were doing, in my first church out of seminary, my, we, we were doing a big, you know, God had just blessed and the church yeah. was growing and we had a big children's choir. It had just mushroomed. And we had really this couple that came in. Um, Eddie and Kathy Briggs, who were excellent working with children and doing musicals. I mean, they were just the best in the whole area, lay lay people. And uh, we were putting on a, it really was at Easter time, this thing about Paul and I can't remember all of it, but I, I think I played Paul for a little bit. Oh, cool. And um, We need to put this down. I didn't know the pastor had such a And there was a chops. Roman, and my educational guy was the Roman... Centurion? Centurion or whatever, and he throw. Well, one funny thing is he he's the throw me down. He's the you know He'll throw me down, and I throw and I, I hit the floor, and all the people in there you go, <gasps> you know, oh, he hit the preach. But but you would ask him what are things we were in the restroom prior to that, and the people that we had working the sound were not the quality They're of not Brody, pro- maybe not professional, but, and level. you know. And Josh, Josh um, and they had our mics on, so we oh, were heard stop it. in the out, bathroom. Yes, we were heard out in the. And when we came out, of course, everybody's just rolling, rolling in the floor and <laughs> laughing, and you know what goes on in a church is. You could write books about just books, volumes of books. Golly, that's that. Those, there's been so many horror stories about the the mic on at the wrong time. Hey, the first oh, time man. we had uh, Dennis Swanberg, something oh, like man. what you just talked about. We were having the auditorium redone. We were doing something like that, and something blew up right before. And I mean, everything went out. Yeah, and we had to hang one lone light bulb, and this was in an auditorium. It. If you took out that middle section where the doors are and it just went completely around, it sat about 1,400, 1,500 people in in there. Big, but it had this real high ceiling. Yeah. So we just had one little naked light bulb on a cord. (laughs) That's all you had. Up on the stage. Yeah. And the place was packed. So you were doing a Coldplay video? You're not going to get that. Never mind. So, no. Um, But, you know. And they, so you you ten, never know what's going to happen. Dennis Swanberg and a light bulb. Yeah, you don't. Well, I, yesterday, so I long. So every, almost every Sunday now, the first service ends. Or sorry, the, I, I finish the music, 
and I'm listening to you on my on my monitors, and then I'll come back and I'll sit in my office and I'll listen to the message. I'll double check the live stream, and I'm like, and I'm typing notes. I'm getting ready for this. Well, it, every time I'm about to bring up the live stream, the, the, you know, it's always showing me like different um, church services that are happening because obviously everybody in having the church service and I just I was like well I'll just click on this one it looks kind of cool and it was this church I forget what the name of it was but they were way bigger than we are mm -hmm. and within like Brody's gonna laugh at this within like 15 seconds I saw an error in their lyric slides you know and I'm like man this just happens everywhere yeah I love it when it you know you're you're singing something and they get way behind on it and you don't, nobody knows the word. Everybody's just kind of going, nah, 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 nah. and then all of a sudden the the slides start flipping yeah. through, and you're going. You know? I love I love that too. Except by love it, I mean that I hate it with the passion of a thousand suns. I despise that. We had a weird one. I remember in uh, this was when I was in Nashville, and we were singing one of those old dusty hymns that I like so much, and. One of the lyrics, it was a Christmas song, and it was, it was supposed to say, see how humankind received him. See how humankind received him. Like, oh, what a beautiful lyric. Um, but, the, but it got auto-corrected from humankind to humanoid. So see how humanoid received him. And suddenly we were singing like this weird, like sci-fi kind of feel. I hadn't even, you don't think this is funny, so we should probably move on. But this, the humanoid... You, have you ever even heard that word? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something that looks human-ish, a bipedal figure in the human fan. You're just you're just watching me crash and burn right <laughs> no, now. No, this is, is this fun for I'm you? I'm just wondering, where, what are we going to... Where's I, the punchline? Well, I'll, when is this supposed to get funny? Okay, I that's flew fine. into um, a conference in Louisiana. I was, on, I was on a prop plane, and I had to sit in the back of the plane. Oh, man. And, um, is that loud? Is I can get... get a little motion sick. It and the fumes in the back of the plane were horrible. Oh man, yeah. You smelling smelling all this aviation fuel. Well, I go in to pre. I get there. It's very cold outside. I go in to preach. I preach, and I get to the invitation, and I have to turn around. I get so sick to my stomach because you've inhaled because all the fumes. I've smelled all those fumes, and I can't believe I made it all. I'm thinking I made it through the whole sermon. Why now? You know, and I had to turn around to the music guy. I said, I have got to step outside. I'm I'm sick. And so I, I just turned it over to him, and I went out a side door, which I was very thankful they existed. that was there. Um, and the cold air helped me recover. Oh, okay, good. But, uh, you know, I, that would have been, been horrible. <laughs> Throwing up. But I am telling you, I felt like I was going to pass out. But it was just smelling all that aviation fuel on the back of that airplane. That's a terrifying feeling. When and we landed at, it was a military base. It was a World War II military base. And they were still using it for something, I think, local stuff. But This was back in the 40s when you started preaching? Yeah, no, <laughs> it was not that far back. Oh, you know, gosh. speaking of World War II, though, I've got, a, I, I've got a recommendation for you. I wanted to talk about I texted you about this, but um, you've probably already seen it. On, on Netflix, they've got this, like, 10-part... It's a pretty basic level World War II history. It's yeah. called World War II in color. Yeah, and they've yeah, taken yeah. all. You've watched it. Mm. They've taken all of the footage from World War II. They've in colorized. Color, they've it. colorized it, and it is just. 
I mean, it's just killing me. I'm, you know, we, I watched some the, things are better in black and white. Sure, sure. But Andy yes. Griffith, of course, don't ever colorize that. You yeah. know, what, what blasphemy that would be. But this footage is really, is, it's, it's killing me because it, it, uh, some of it is making it look so much more real. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, these guys are so young going overseas. Well, I watched yeah. the thing on, on the Battle of Britain and these 19-year-olds are flying these, in these dog fights. Yeah. And I was just unbelievable. Sitting know. literally, literally just sitting in the midst of a bunch of gasoline. Right. That's all that thing was with two right. wings and a propeller, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, the guns, they yeah. are, they turned back the Luftwaffe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If you don't know what the Luft, Luftwaffe, I think that's what, if you don't know what the Luftwaffe is, you need to go and watch uh, that Netflix, the World War, World War II in color. That's my, that's my recommendation. You know who started story. the uh, Air Force, don't you? Um, wait, which Air Force? The Air, any Air Force. The Air Force. Um, I'm going to guess, oh, man, I was, th- should I do a funny guess or a real guess? Benjamin Franklin. He started everything. He did. Yes! He did. Well, no. Yes! Well done. <laughs> well done. It was Winston Churchill. It was Winston Churchill. He started Church- Yeah, basically he did. He ordered planes. He was Lord of the Admiralty at the time. Uh, you know, before the First World War, and he was ordering planes. He just got he got so caught up with it that he felt like this is going to be a major part of mm. warfare. He went and taught himself how to fly. Really? Yes, he was involved in about two plane crashes. <laughs> I think that he. So I he think didn't he teach did himself one. how to fly. He did one of them, and he walked away from it. You know, but he did. The he, amazing. He's also the one of the guys that really was big on starting the tank. For real? Mm-hmm. Golly, you know, we, we need to do a separate World War II podcast. I want, you to, I want you to teach me all this stuff. The thing that was blowing my mind was that, I mean, when did the Wright brothers fly in the first place? Was it 1914? I think that's right. Somewhere that feels right. There. They're in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, the first plane, fly, first um, plane flight. When was, when was that, Joe? Was that? The first, the first <laughs> flight. The first flight. You're, Joe you're is not just even riveted. To Joe us? is riveted today by our conversation. We're come on, Joe. We're hitting all the good points. Oh three. Okay, I was I was ten years off. Forgive me. So, nineteen oh three, and by by the Second World War, early nineteen forties, flight has advanced to this to this point where they're having these dog fights and they're going three hundred miles an hour and they can you know fly indefinitely you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that not amazing in now, like 30, oh, yeah, 40 years' yeah, time sure. that, that it advanced that much? Just, there, there are things like that, where, where it's coming, air travel, what's happening. you got these supersonic things. They're talking about within the next five years um, supersonic flights that will basically you can get anywhere in the world within an hour or two. So is that, what does that mean, that Concorde is coming back? No, it's, it's not the Concorde. It really flies higher than the Concorde oh, did. Oh, okay. You know? And it really, what it does is not just the speed, but how high it goes and the trajectory and the rotation of the earth will put you right. somewhere a lot faster. Oh, that's a real, I didn't even think about that. You know, and that's what Russia is threatening right now, that they have these supersonic oh, the missiles, missiles now, yeah. you know, that uh, supposedly we have nothing to. I sure hope 
that we've just kept our mouth shut and we've got stuff that takes care of that. Oh, I, th- I, th- I think we probably Because I, I don't know, you know, I was, of course, I was alive during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I was very young. But, uh, you know, there's a couple of times through the Cold War that we came up like that. Cuban Missile Crisis was a lot. Let me tell you, I don't think people realize. That was a close one. Wh- how close we are. Uh, to something just disastrous taking place. <laughs> I tell you, I was watching. So I ended up watching a couple of YouTube videos with my son this past week about submarines. Yeah. And he we, he had like a submarine in one of his kids' books. I was like, son, let's just look at some some videos about submarines. He's like, yeah, dad, let's do it. He's real enthusiastic <laughs> these days. It's really fun <laughs> hanging with him. And so I look up the, and I'm like, wow, son, look at this stuff. Well, in the first 30 seconds of this submarine video, the guy's like, and the thing about submarines is that they are the deadliest weapons ever created. (laughs) And they talk about (laughs) with all the submarines in the world that there's so much nuclear payload on the different submarines around the world that are in the water right now that the entire world could be reduced to ash in 28 minutes. Yeah. And I'm well, sitting there with my son, and my son's like, Dad, check out that submarine. And I'm like crying, like thinking about how the world's going to end. Listen, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Russian defense minister said this morning that their submarines could fire 500 nuclear warheads. <laughs> I, I, they're just out there just talking about it. Like, I, I tell you, I think, I think we got a madman who has a... He's a French fry short of a Happy Meal over there. I'm it's a, it's a scary thing for sure. Well, you led us in a prayer yesterday that I thought was very appropriate. You know, we we this is something we got to pray about. There's no way that you know. I that, tweeted the other day. Where's James Bond when you need him? Well, he's dead according he's dead. to you. Well, he's dead according to the movie. He died at the end of the last movie. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, he died. You haven't seen it. That's like well, the third about, one you spoiled. A, that's now. you. You need to go see it. <laughs> you need to. My the first time you did that because it's the very thing we're talking about. Yeah, it is. We need James Bond. Hopefully that when they bring him back to yeah, life, he'll be a man it? and not a Won't woman. You send him up there to Moscow and let him find Putin or something. Can we? But he is no more. I remember the first time you did that with a movie. I think that Frozen Two had been out. Were you here for this, Brody? Frozen oh, I Two. Spo- I spoiled Frozen Two. <laughs> How can it spoil? It's frozen. Frozen 2. That was actually really good. How can he spoil it? It's frozen. You gave it freezer burn, Pastor. The movie had been out for like two days. And you used an illustration that that Elsa dies at the end. And and the whole congregation is like, wait, what? She does? (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. It may have been out two days, but with my grandkids, I'd already seen it 36 times. (laughs) I was sick of it. It seemed like it had been out for 50 years. <laughs> that was one of my favorite. And that was one of the most appropriate. I'm getting ahead of myself with the message. But you, you finished things up on Zephaniah 3. And you talked about, yeah. like, the joy that you have in your grandchildren no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you talked, man, I feel that so much. We had a baby two weeks ago. And I just am holding this child. And I love her so much already. Every time I hold her, I just want to sing, Pastor. I mean, I know I'm kind That's of a, neat. I'm yeah. kind of a singer by trade anyway. But every time I hold her, I'm just so happy about it. And to think that that's how God treats His children is amazing. Yeah, yep. that's one of my favorite. And the Bible passages. says you're an evil father. 
I know. I, in, in comparison compar- to in God. In comparison, that's right. Comparison to God. And yet you give your children good things as a fallen, evil, wicked. Yes. <laughs> You've made your point. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank Father, you very much. Yet you give your children good things. How much more? How much more does our, our Father good love heavenly us? Heavenly Father. That's right. Let's talk about this message yesterday. So you okay. you you preached two of the well, I guess you didn't totally preach Zephaniah three, but these are two of my favorite passages in the Bible. You know, we've kind of talked about before. What we both love John chapter twenty one, incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this this um, thrilling doxology, soaring doxology yeah. Yeah. at the end of June, wonderful. And it really Zeph- is Zephaniah three. So uh, do you got you have an opening statement before I ask you any specific questions. No, just those last, you know, the last two verses, the doxology there, I think is the greatest one in the New Testament. I I don't know. It just appeals very much to me. I just don't know anything that's great. You know, the end of Romans 8 is pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, 22 and 23, the verses 22 and 23 to me are so uh, convicting as well. Well, I wanted to I wanted to focus on those a little bit because the the um, I wanted you to dig into because I know that it uh, people different commentators interpret the garment polluted by the flesh in different mm-hmm. ways. I kind of mm-hmm. wa- if you're comfortable, I wanted you to show share some of the other ways that people okay. have, have talked about that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, you know what they say about it, we really can't say. Well, you wouldn't say. Well, yeah, I guess I guess you're you know, right. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. It's satisfied. Way. It's to say that it's a garment polluted by the flesh, and uh, um, it's in the middle. That's in the middle of three commands. These are three different commands that he's given, or imperatives here, and they all deal honestly with um, sharing, witnessing. Yeah, uh, I I applied it. I call it missions, but since we're in the middle of missions week, or we're headed into missions week, he said, "Have mercy on some who are doubting." And uh, I, I looked at that not as somebody doubting the gospel, but somebody who has trusted, but they, they've they begun to waver. Yeah. They're doubting now. They're confused. Really, some people translate that confused, people that are confused. Well, I don't know what to believe. I have, I've had through the years so many people that have come in. I, I don't know what to believe, Pastor. I, I'm hearing this, and I hear this, and I'm not sure what I think about this, what I think about that. You know, uh, MacArthur tells the story of going to a home in Arkansas. He was on a trip out here to the east, and he went to this uh, little home back up in the mountains of Arkansas. He said his wife loves quilts. And he said, I was going to stop on this trip, and I see this little sign out way out in the country, and there's this little old shack in the country that's got a sign that says quilts. And he said he went up to the door, and he said this little old toothless lady came to the door. And he said, I'd like to see your quilts. And he said she brought out a quilt that was absolutely the ugliest thing you'd ever seen in your (laughs) life. And he thought, oh, you know. And she was just bragging on it, and he just said, well, he said the only thing I could say was, that's a quilt, you know. <laughs> and he, he said, do you have anything else? And she brought out another one that had been made by another lady that she had there for sale that was blue, and he said it was absolutely gorgeous, beautiful. And so he was talking to the woman about the quilt, getting the quilt, and he said he looked over, her husband came in, and he had a recliner, 
And he had all of this religious literature. I mean, everything. And he said, I started leafing through some of it, looking at it. And he said he had stuff from the Roman Catholic Church and stuff from Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff from the Watchtower and stuff from, you know, Garner Ted Armstrong and stuff from wow. this and all stuff from that place. and this, all this other stuff. And he said, boy, you sure have got um, a collection of religious <laughs> literature. And he said, the old man made a statement. He says, yes, and there's good in every one of them. Oh, boy. And, you know, MacArthur comments on that, and he says, uh, you know, the truth is there's death in all of that. You know, <laughs> there's not truth there at all. Uh, truth is found in the Word of God. It's not found in all of that stuff that the guy was reading through. And so that's where you have people. You have people that honestly, they, you know, they look to Mormonism, they look to the Watchtower, they look to... You know, all these different things, just grasping, grasping, grasping for some kind of truth that's out there. Um, and they're confused. Well, seems- and I run across so many of those kind of people that, that they have no idea what this says right here, but they have, they have been reading and they've been listening to all this other stuff that's being said. Well, I feel like these days so much of it is passive. The world is just coming at them. What's coming mm-hmm. at them through social media? What's coming at us through the TV? And then by, at the end of the day, you, you end up wanting to dis- deconstruct your faith because it was never been constructed in the first yeah, place really? from the actual. Yeah. Where it's not even so much an active, like, well, let me see what Mormonism has. Let me see what Islam has. No, you're just sort of getting the secularism, which is a religion. Yep. The secularism yep. from the world is is just hitting you. So you're saying we've got to have mercy on the people that are down. And that's what he says, and, and which I, I tried to show to everybody you did. there. That's the struggle that I have. And if you want to know, does this apply to me? Well, yes, it applies to me. Me too. And this, this, is, the, this is part of what applies to me that really causes me great consternation because I, have to, I struggle with that. I have, you know, you, you have somebody... And they turn around, they come back the next week and the next week and the next week and the next week. And it's just like a repeat. And you can't get them to see, listen, put that stuff down. Forget that. Look at what the Word of God has to say. Yeah. And, and you get frustrated and you get um, short. Yeah. And, you, you know, and the Word of God tells me, Mac, can you not have mercy on that person? They're, they're struggling. Uh, they're, they're confused. They're doubting. Yes. Um, I, you know, and I have to stop and think. Uh, the mercy of God in my right. life. Uh, he, right. I know he. I know he's got to think. I'm going to zap this kid. At, <laughs> I just one more time here, and you're done. And I have to stop and think. Well, he's not done it. He's merciful to me. He's merciful to you, and then. You and me, we're supposed to turn around and be merciful. To That's others. right. We're supposed yeah. to show the love of Christ yeah. in that way. So there are others that are down. And, you know, honestly, in our culture right now, that might be, that, that might be one of the biggest demographics. It's just people that are, that are doubting as Confused, opposed to. Yes. Doubting. Not certain. You know, did I do the right thing? I've had people ask me. You know, I, here's, a, here's a good one. I've had this before. You know, so-and-so led me to the Lord, and then he fell in disgrace. Is my salvation good? Mm. Did I, you know, is there something? Do I need to get saved again? And you think, uh, it, 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 your salvation's not dependent on what that guy did or did not do. You didn't base your salvation on, on him. You based it on 
But people don't, they don't stay in the word enough. They don't walk with the Lord enough to be able to answer those kind of things. Well, there's a couple passages you can go to. It's in 1 Corinthians, right, where Paul says it doesn't matter who preaches it to you, whether it's me or Apollos or, yeah. or the other. Yeah. Philippians, is it Philippians 1? It's like it doesn't matter. Even if that person's sinful, even if that person's not a believer, it doesn't make a difference. As long as it's the true gospel. Yeah. Well, you remember preached. when they were going through an area and James and John come to Jesus and say, hey, these guys over here, yeah. they're, not, they're not part of our group here, but right. they're, they're preaching the gospel. You know, do you want us to call fire down on them? <laughs> and, Jesus, you. and Jesus said, come on, guys. If they're not you know? against us, they're yeah, for us. They're, why would you do that? Just like the two guys <laughs> that were left in the camp that didn't uh, get out there with the other elders, and they were back prophesying in the camp, and everybody wanted to jump and kill them. And Moses says, you know, I wish all of God's people would mm. prophesy. Amen. Amen. Well, um, God, there was so much more there. In the text, we're about to run out of time. I'm, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking maybe we should chat about what's coming up in the in the weeks to come, Pastor. Well, this coming Sunday, Joey Allen, who is professor of missiology at uh, Midwestern, Midwestern yeah. is going to be here. Uh, great guy, young guy who uh, spent a lot of his life on the mission field in some very dark, difficult places. Um, he's going to be here this Sunday as our missions conference ends. And um, then the next Sunday, I'm going to be in Greece. So the I will, yeah, the country, not in an actual musical uh, Wesson oil, but uh, I will be in the country and I will, um, uh, Patrick is going to be preaching that Sunday. Yeah, I'm excited the next about that. Sunday, I'm going to send back a sermon. I'm going to shoot a sermon and I'm in there working on it right now yeah. in Philippi. That's going to be really neat. Yeah. So we're going to have a video message from you that day. You won't have a quite be back in country yet. I won't, I won't quite be here. I'll be here on the screen. Got it. Got it. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, going, to be, um, that's going to be a good day as well. And then on the 20th, you said you're starting to preach uh, the book of Revelation. Is that no. Right? <laughs> no, but, do you know, talking about nuts that are out there, somebody sent me a video. A pastor sent me a video. You know, I just look at some guys and I think, they'll do anything to get out of studying this guy is sitting on like a throne. I don't know what he's doing. And he's got two people dressed up like bears that run into the service and chase a guy out of the service. And I guess they're supposed to be Russian bears. And I just sit and think. Is that another independent fundamental guy? I don't know who he is. I really don't. I'm glad I don't know. Because if he's Southern Baptist, we would take him out and lynch him or something. Oh, but he's, uh, <laughs> he, uh. And I just think, you know what? This is a classic example of somebody who doesn't study, and he just feels up. With all the stuff you have to think up to be that creative, why not put it in the study? Instead of having this, bears run through your auditory. And he's got bear sounds, you know. Where, where's, where's the sound of my bears? And you hear this roar, and I'm thinking, Lord have mercy. So ironically, you've used this long answer to filibuster while not telling me what you're going to preach on the 20th. I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't have a clue. I don't know. I've thought, you know, maybe it would be good to go over to the other brother of Jude, James, the two half-brothers right. of the Lord who write that would and, and cool. preach out of James. And then I've thought, you know, after preaching such a difficult book, I, I thought it would be nice to go to the Psalms of Ascent.
Oh, yeah, in the 120s. Yeah, I love those. And uh, preach that. So you like that? Oh, I love that. I, I okay. love I, Well, I'm going to have to all... think of something different to do. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. See ya. See you Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, whenever you're coming to World... Uh, Tarnit! Cut that out! One